Hello guys and welcome back to our Sunday breakdown. And today, new face, you know, uh, but I have two lovely people with me. And I'll just allow them to introduce themselves. So let's go. Who do I have? Uh, <laughs> After you, Sam. After you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm Sam. I'm a third-year geography student at Uni Leicester, and um, currently in quarantine. But um, yeah, you know, despite the whole situation, um, for me, it's been quite a positive experience so far. Like, I feel quite rested. You didn't even ask that question, but I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, and I really enjoyed this Sunday, this Easter. So looking forward to getting more into it. Lovely. Who do we have? Who else do we have? Hi, it's Helen here from Imprint Next Star. And I'm one of the Imprint interns. Um, I've been interning since the beginning of September and will continue, I think, till July. I don't know what's going on with all of this. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, today was incredible, like Sam said. And um, yeah, that summarizes me. Lovely stuff. Um, so obviously, you know, uh, this is um, the breakdown for our Sunday Easter service, um, and or other otherwise known as Resurrection Sunday. And yeah, it was a blessing of a uh, of a service, right? There's a lot of things, even the drama and stuff like that, very, very powerful. And I, mm. I trust that we were all kind of touched even by the drama and every other thing that came after, um, either before or after it. But obviously, we we're here to kind of try to dissect the word a bit more and um, just gain some different perspectives and so forth and so on. So I just want to start by asking you guys very simply, because um, um, I remember I started off by talking about the death of Jesus and just highlighting this idea that um, in order for us to be able to understand the, the power of his resurrection, there's a need for us to kind of go back to understand what happened before that, um, which is his death. And so I just want to ask like, what does the death of Christ mean to you? You know, what did you, just any thoughts, what, what does it actually mean to you? How do you take it? How do you perceive it? Um, anyone can, can chip in and, yeah, I think what um, stood out to me today is when we were talking about um, uh, just the emphasis of judgment that um, mm. Cross really demonstrates as well, which I don't think I'd ever, you know, thought about in that much depth. Like for me, it had always been, you know, like, oh yeah, Jesus died for us. But mm. it just kind of made me realise, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, just about, you know, him dying, like, because it could have just, you know, fallen off a cliff or whatever. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, just like through, you know, dying on the cross and being judged and, you know, carrying all that judgment and carrying all our shame and guilt through that, that, um, you know, just that um, spiritual element of, you know, carrying our sin that um, is really demonstrated in the cross rather than it just, you know, being any kind of death. Yeah, just going off what Sam said, for such a long time in my um, in my life, born and raised in a Christian home, um, the death of Jesus, Easter, Sunday, Good Friday, was just an, another day for me. 
and um, it was something that I would just say like yeah Jesus died for me um, he set me free and now I'm alive today but um, I think as I've gotten closer to God he's been showing me um, what the death actually means and I think it actually takes some revelation from God to understand what it actually what it actually means um, it's actually very upsetting when you actually when you realize it that um, he had done nothing wrong and one thing that has kind of one thing that gets to me is knowing that even if it was just me that he needed to die for, he would, he would do it all over again. Mm. Um, to me, it's just, it's heart, it's heartbreaking. I think, mm. yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking to know the pain and the suffering that he went through for something mm. that he didn't even, he didn't even do, he didn't, he didn't deserve. Um, mm. But of course today, the resurrection day, we can celebrate in the fact that that wasn't all in vain and that he won the victory and because of what he has done we can now put our past in the past um, leave our past in, in that empty tomb and yeah, um, with him like yeah. even if we make a mistake just fall yeah. at his feet and literally we're a new creation yeah so i think on like because both of you have essentially kind of touched on um well, especially Helen, you were speaking about how he didn't deserve it. And during the service, I think I read a scripture which said how he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. And then this other scripture somewhere in, in Peter, um, how that he saved us from the penalty of sin, um, you know. And in that context, I think, um, I don't know what how you guys see it, but I'd like you to share, if possible, um, you know, how, how it makes you feel knowing that God in all his sovereignty who knew no sin would go so far to come and die for just me, just you, just, you know, all of us. Um, is there anything within that that stands out to you that either encourages you, encourages you on your walk from time to time or, you know, how does that what does that revelation do to you or do for you in your walk with Christ? And feel free to share any 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 like um, um testimonies or examples as well. So yeah. Yeah, I think for me it just um you know really highlights just the role of grace in all of that. Just mm. how I can't take credit for, you know, any of you know the freedom that I've experienced from all of this because you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, Jesus had some flaws, but he was, you know, pretty, pretty good otherwise. But you, you just have to add that last little bit. It's like he's completely blameless. And, um, you know, yeah, just took took everything for me. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing for me. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, just knowing that, um, you know, there's there's nothing I can do to make myself more whole or anything. It's all by, mm. by his grace. Like none of none of my own works or anything can do that. Mm. How about you, Helen? I think for me is knowing that Jesus wasn't a, a backup plan. Like for such a long time, I just thought this is how it happened. God created a man. Then we messed up and he was like, Oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And then he was like, Jesus, you're gonna have to go down. 
Um, and then the, the gospel begins um, after Malachi mm-hmm. in Matthews, when in fact the gospel started even before he created Adam and Eve already had that plan. Jesus was the only way in which we can have intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. Be the love that comes to the love that um, the word, sorry, that comes to mind is love. Like what Jesus said himself that no greater Oh, no greater love than for, for someone to lay down their life for a friend. That's one thing that, oh, when you actually deep it, it just, it, it's, I can't comprehend it. And that has been my walk, like not being able to comprehend this love that he has for me, that yeah. it was worth his life, that he actually came down yeah. and and died for for me like when you when you deepen and I think at times if we we're kind of sitting there and we can't it doesn't really hit us and it doesn't mean much to us there's an importance in asking God Lord help me to understand what this actually means like give me the revelation of your love because otherwise we're just comprehending in our flesh as opposed to comprehending in our spirit and um, I've been studying the, the Old Testament and it's been difficult because I'm just like, what, what's what's edifying me here? I'm just like, what's the re- relevance? Yeah. And it's just Leviticus, um, Exodus. There's so much sacrifices, sacrifices, and the penalty for 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 sin is death, as we know. Um, and how they needed, you know, a perfect lamb to be sacrificed. And you know, God already had that plan that you know what, Jesus, you're going to take this place, so we. So you, we don't have to do that anymore. So we don't um, don't have to um, bring um, animals to the altar and for it to be sacrificed. Jesus was the was the most perfect and the last sacrifice that needed to be to be made. And then just knowing that after that, we're able to have intimacy with Him. And I think the intimacy is the one that I'm just like very grateful for. That I don't I no longer have to live my relationship through. Um, a prophet or a high priest God speaks yeah. directly to me um, wow. Wow. So, yeah. I think that's amazing that you just mentioned that just right there um, I think that's something that we often tend to forget um, when we're talking about his death and his resurrection because ultimately we know and understand that you know one of the key reasons besides um, you know um, cleansing his creation and stuff like that was actually to reconcile us back to back to him. You know, and I think that's very important because um, on such a day as this one, if there happens to be anyone probably listening or watching now, um, it would probably be helpful for them to know that there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, how that, how that um, the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus was just so that you and I and everyone, everyone could be reconciled back to God. Um, and so, like you said, you always grew up in a Christian home. Um, so so, so we, we, we all have kind of some of these similar um, testimonies, um, you know, how you can even grow up in a Christian home but still not knowing, mm. uh, you know. And this is a day where I, I really truly believe that God makes himself so real to you as an individual, um, where you realize, you know, that you need him more than ever. You know, so it's, it's, it's amazing. So let's just kind of go into, you know, the resurrection then. Um, 
you know, because obviously we've spoken about the death of Jesus and how it allows us to see how worth worth or how much we're worth to God as an, as individuals. Um, because for God to come and die for us as individuals, it, it must mean a lot. And then the resurrection, you know, I think in a sermon, I, I remember saying how if Jesus was able to ra be raised from the dead, then that means there's hope for you also. Mm. There's hope for you also. And so what does the resurrection then kind of signify for you? What does it, what does it mean to you? Uh, firstly, as an individual, and then, you know, you can go ahead and talk about what it means for the church as a whole, because especially considering the kind of time time that we're currently in as well. So, yeah, the resurrection. Can you go first? A verse that's just popped up in my head. I'm yeah. trying to see how I'm going to relate to this, but um, it's about Jesus enduring the cross for the joy that was set so, ahead of us. And I'm going to take a little side route. I don't know why, but um, I think that's something that we need to to be encouraged by the, the fact that he kind of went through the crucifixion before he was actually on the cross like we see in the garden when he was literally like crying and praying and sweating you know and crying tears of blood like he was already going through that agony before he even got on the cross so he knew what he was he knew what was set before him and that he endured that for the for the joy and the joy that I see that I'm interpreting is the fact that he can be he can live within me mm. um, and that's what I take from the resurrection is the moment that you know he 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 got up the moment that he raised from the dead is the moment that you know you know the veil was torn and you know he was able to to live with me and have an intimate relationship yeah. and uh, as much as the cross is for us, is also for him as well. And I feel like he, he he takes so much joy in spending time with us. He takes so much joy in living within us. And I think, um, yeah, that's that's what it means to me. Just just the intimacy. Mm. Wow. So so yeah, just basically on the the note of um, us being reconciled back to the Father. Yeah. Um, and having that kind of personal relationship with him rather than going through this person and going through that person and so that's probably a word of encouragement for someone listening like we were saying and uh, maybe for the longest of times um you've only been able to relate to god through someone else you know mm. um but on a day like this one it is helpful to know that god longs to have a personal relationship with you um so i think thank you helen that's that's a blessing to hear how about you, Sam? What does it, what does it kind of mean to you? The resurrection, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, we're also talking a lot about, um, you know, just the nature of being a new creation, like through that as well. And I think, yeah. you know, when we talk about the cross and everything and Jesus doing that for us, like that's something that he also kind of um, calls us to do as well. You know, there are a lot of um, passages where he asks us, you know, to carry our own cross or die to ourself um, in order to, you know, receive the life that he wants to give us. One of my, one of the verses that I really like, but for some reason I don't know, it, but, like, I couldn't even tell you about it, but um, you know, the one where it's like, uh, you know, in order to um, gain life, you have to lose it first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's really, 
what mm. what my personal like resurrection like um or yeah you know just um me receiving his grace mm. you know, made me a, a new creation just through me you know laying down my own life no, and, no. you know letting letting me wow. yeah re- receive the new life that he's given me and then uh me and Helen were talking about it before as well just like uh the significance of already having that new identity of being a new creation of being completely washed clean and everything and being immaculate and perfect through his blood and um and just learning how to become more aware of this identity that he's already given us you know for all eternity like it's a done and dusted job mm. um rather than you know trying to become more and more you know this perfect new creation mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that's that's the biggest difference mm. and i love that i think um just kind of thinking back to what sam said in terms of um we become a whole a whole new creation basically um and um one one um key figure in all of our lives to be fair because you know we're all on the same team um you know whenever she's describing it she always says it's not that you were picked up from as in an um what's called a dirty linen and you were washed and then you were you were put back or something but it's a whole complete new cloth and that ever since she said that it's always been in my that image has been playing in my mind just mm-hmm. because it really, because there's nothing wrong with actually washing something and and using it again, you know. But and and it can actually look just as spotless. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But just the idea that you are like a whole completely new creation, I think, is very powerful. And if anyone who's probably struggling to grasp that actually. Jesus did that for your sins. Um, and actually that you do have a new life in him. You know, maybe you can't forget your former life. Maybe you can't forget your past struggles and the things that you might be struggling with, so forth and so on. But on a day like this, what we do is we relive the reality of what Jesus did for us. And so this is an opportunity for you to actually relive you know, his his resurrection, essentially. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, the same way that we died with him, you know, we also rise in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. And so, yeah, there's just a, another encouragement that if you're struggling with anything, maybe you're actually, you're not just grasping or being able to grasp, like, that you're actually, you're actually a new person. Um, we all, you know, all three of us, we just want to assure you that that reality is very possible in God. And um, just use this day as an opportunity. Just allow him, you know, invite him into that space. And like Helen said, you know, ask him, ask him. You know, God, give me a revelation of what it means to be a new creation. Give me a new revelation of what it may, it, what your love actually is for me. And uh, mm-hmm. I think from that moment on, God will pour himself into you. And it'll be a very, very great blessing. So, yeah, and I think Sam, you also mentioned about, um, I can't quite remember the point, uh, but just this idea of the, I mean, probably the other side of the resurrection in terms of you seeing it as um, 
an invitation to die to yourself um, and re um, receive his life, essentially. Um, so, so, you know, um, losing your life, you're paraphrasing the scripture, right? That if anyone wants to um, gain, gain, gain life, essentially, you must firstly lose, lose your life. Um, I, I just, I just wanted um, to kind of just add to that, um, that it actually is a two-way thing, you know, it's actually a two-way thing here, um, that as much as God has actually invited us to receive of him, it actually requires your participation as well, um, for you to actively make that decision, that all right, Lord, I actually need, need this um, reality in my life. So, um, what what does this mean for the church then, especially in terms of <laughs> look, we're in a very interesting season, and I guess this question can't go amiss. You know, like what does a day like this mean for the for the body of Christ? Mm. What does it mean for the body of Christ? So, uh, I just have the verse I was saying. So, just, mm. uh, so it's in Matthew sixteen twenty five. Uh, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Just to get that mm. out of the way. But, um, <laughs> uh, what does that mean for us? Um, one of the things that came to my mind was um, it, it reminded me of a time myself where um, I was just struggling a lot with, yeah, just being able to deep that, you know, that God is, you know, that I'm what that I'm a new creation everything like I would literally just wake up in the morning and still just feel bad about myself like and just not good enough and stuff and like what do you do in those situations and I think um for me like I, I really ref reflected those um kind of thoughts and stuff that I was having on God like I thought um they were coming from God like in a way like oh if I'm if if I'm still you know not confident in in that truth then it was like i haven't made it yet or something that was kind of the conclusion but um it wasn't until like i was really beginning to understand um yeah just the whole thing about hearing god's voice and that there are also you know other voices in my head that are definitely yeah. you know and i'm um, being able to navigate that and i think so yeah just the whole thing of like learning how to hear um, the voice of God in this season is just like mm. really into, um, yeah, just know that you know we are we are this new creation, and how every day, you know, every hour and every minute of my life, can I, you know, pay attention to the circumstances and uh, just thoughts and dreams mm. or whatever way God might speak to you to be able to discern, you know, how is, you know. God wanting me to put this new identity that he's given me into practice. Hmm. No, that's good. Very good. Helen, any thoughts? Um, I think for me, it's the idea that one, we all have a part, we have a part to play. Um, and it's going back to what I said, how, you know, before the death of um, Jesus, it was a group of people who were hearing from God, similar to what Sam's saying about hearing from God, through um, a particular a particular prophet. But now we all have the ability to hear from him directly. And I think it's just, it's a call for everybody in the church to kind of recognise what their role is and to be able to 
kind of ask God to, to help them say that. And also to not live through, you know, somebody else's relationship with God, but to know that, you know, the same way God died for yeah, like I said before, if we are struggling with that revelation, there is an opportunity to ask God. Um, one thing that God said to me um, a couple of weeks ago was that um, Christianity is not a five-sided sport. It's not a sport where there's only a couple of players supposed to be on the pitch whilst everybody is in the pitch. No one is supposed to be on the bench. Everybody has their name that has their exact number on it, and that number specific to you. Nobody else can wear that bib, bib and that's your, um, that's your identity. And you know that the vest is going to stay on the chair until you actually pick it up and wear it. At times, we find that um, for me, it was like in, I'll go to church and I'll see everybody jumping up like Jesus is good. I love Jesus, and I'm sitting there like. I want to be involved. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I want to jump up and down and scream. I love Jesus, but I just don't feel that right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like Christianity. It's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed yeah. to. Be, you know, the first ten people, um, they enjoy God's glory, and then we swap in. No, everybody has a space on the pitch. The only person that should be, you know, off the pitch is God. You know, we live our lives for an audience of one, and that is for, mm-hmm. for God Himself. And um, for me, it's just knowing that everybody can you know, join in with this amazingness, you know, everybody can participate in the amazing things that God is trying to do, even in this season that it seems like, God, where are you? For a lot of people, they're like, where art thou? Like, you're nowhere to be found. Um, but God is like, there's, there's so much happening, like, come join in with what I'm doing during this season. I wasn't caught off guard. I had a plan. Or what I wanted to do, do um, for these couple of weeks, couple of months. Oh, oh, oh. If you are struggling to, to find out what I'm doing, just ask me. I've learned the importance of opening my mouth and asking God because there's no prayer that is too small. There's no prayer that is too big. I just ask him, Lord, help me to love you. Lord, help me to hear your voice. Help me to wake up, you know, early in the morning to read your word. Help with this flesh. This flesh doesn't want to do it. It actually mm. doesn't want to do it. But my spirit is like, you know, <laughs> the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. That's willing. the battle. That's the civil war we wake up to every day. It's life. And um, um, seeing as we're talking about the church, there's an importance of, you know, accountability and just ensuring that you know, we're picking each other up and, and helping each other out as, as much as um, we have an individual role to play and we need to have our personal relationship with, with God. Um, he says, you know, it's important that we have each other's back. It's important that we see someone who is being left out. Come on and participate. Let me let me pray if you're too weak to kind of pray for yourself during this time. Um, but yeah, that's. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, bless you. Um, I think um, I think it kind of ties in with something I said. Um. Um, some somewhere along the line in a message that Jesus is not some theoretical, um, you know, concept, and he's essentially I was just getting across this act, this truth that he's a living reality, he's a mm-hmm. living presence, and so, you know, at times as this, it, it kind of reminds us of that um, the need for us not to look for God in dead works. And look for him in all the formula and all that stuff that we've 
probably find ourselves doing as a church. You know, how often, you know, does someone probably um, not understand why service was not done in this way, you know, or so, so many examples, but it's like, that's formula, that's, that's, that's dead works, you know, and, and according to the scripture, you know, the spirit blows in such a way that you know not when or where it comes from or where it's going. Yeah. And it says, so is he who is born of the spirit, you know, so we're actually supposed to be as dynamic as the wind, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to, to be fluid, to be, you know, not so rigid. And I think for the longest of times, as a church, we've actually been very rigid in how we approach the things of God. So perhaps this is a day where God opens our eyes, you know, just to make us understand that, you know, because you were talking about intimacy earlier on and stuff, you know, to make us understand that it is, you can only get to the point where that you're looking to get to in as far as, um, um, you know, tasting of the power and the glory of God is concerned. Only if you seek Jesus and seek Jesus alone. You know, um, Helen, we were um, studying something not too long ago um, about um, the presence or something along those lines, how it is in the presence, you know, that you, you, you know, essentially extract the power. It is in the, in the pursuit of him that you get every other thing. And you know, so many scriptures, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. I honestly think a day like this is where all those things just become so real to us that it's not, it's, it's not about what we're trying to do, you know, and it's not, it's not about putting ourselves on the center stage, but magnifying the name of Jesus. So just to wrap up, um, I just want to ask you guys, um, especially considering like the whole community side of things, um, you know, cause we, I, I think I briefly mentioned the scripture, Luke 24, um, and towards the bottom of that scripture, of that chapter, it speaks about these two disciples on the way from Emmaus and uh, the Bible says how they reason and commune together, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how the Lord, um, they urged him, they urged him strongly to come inside, and the story goes on that when they went inside, they brought the bread and stuff like that. And they were, that's when they were able to see Jesus for who he actually was. Um, so my question is, um, you know, to what extent then in this lockdown, in this coronavirus pandemic, it, do you, would you encourage community, you know, and, and possibly if you could share how it's blessed you in this time, um, and any examples that you can you can give, um, because obviously, I'm 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 quite sure we've been involved in in small groups and stuff like that. So, you know, I was supposed to be in the significance of community and not forsaking the fellowship of the brethren in this time. Yeah. Mm. I know I could go. <laughs> yeah, community has made a massive difference. Like I think, kind of linking to what I was. The importance of uh, you know hearing God's narrative, like I think, um, can quickly kind of you know blame God. You know, if you you're just not experiencing Him like as um, as much as you want to, like during this time, like oh God, like why aren't you you know uh, 
yeah giving me the breakthrough that I want to see in this time or something but it's also because you know we have a role to play you know to let ourselves be so swayed by distractions and stuff like that and like self-discipline is one of the fruits of the spirit so like we 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 have the ability to you know um move that antenna you know like close to god and i think community is a part of that self-discipline aspect as well and like even it's one of those things for me as well like even even if i don't always feel like it you know, it's not good for me to listen to those feelings because actually like it is so good for me and, like we've got one intercession whatsapp group for example that's been such a blessing for me because i did say from the beginning of this quarantine season like god yeah let, let it be a, a period of growth for me but um like things like that where i can just like fall back on it where we have like um you know bible studies it's like 7 30 or something so <laughs> it was um yeah. just knowing you know that's there um also free for anyone to join so whoever's listening um yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and um yeah also just the whole accountability thing we were talking about as well you know just there was this one week where or last week I had a deadline and you know, despite having so much time I just couldn't get the work done and I was just yeah feeling like really sluggish and I just needed to you know share that with someone be like yeah I don't feel good about myself like in this area like can you pray for me and um and yeah like we're not meant to be able to do everything on our own so um and yeah like we have so much going on in terms of um uh zoom sessions and whatnot and stuff so yeah i really i'd encourage anyone and even if you know like staying by yourself and like keeping yourself isolated can sometimes be more comforting but i would encourage anyone to then to get out of your comfort zone that's that's not what you're called to to do (laughs) good hello any words yeah so i think spending time with yourself is important and um sometimes just going into your room shutting the door and having especially if you're an introvert having your me time is very very important um but there is importance in community and it's crazy how during this season the last couple of weeks i've spent more time with people than i have the rest of the year um through the platforms that we have um, for example, the after church mingle, the um, after podcast, like all of the things that we have going on, um, or even just making the time to call call a friend, um, check up on someone, messaging people. Um, it's just so much importance. I feel like during this time, what the enemy wants to do is to isolate us and to keep us on, you know, on our own. You know, like I said before, like it's not good for man to be alone, like constantly, because it's in that moment when you're by yourself that you're more susceptible to um, the attack of the enemy, especially when it comes to, to mental health. Um, and this is something that um, I found for myself. If I spend too much time in my own head, then somehow I will convince myself into a very low, you know, state of um, a low state of my mental health. And there is there is an importance in just ensuring that you're you're having that time to um, to, to catch up with people. 
I remember for me one time I was having um, a bad day but previously I had um, opened up to a couple of people to let them know how I was feeling in that moment and um, I just felt a rush of like joy and strength and in that moment I instantly knew someone was praying for me and that was because I had been transparent enough to say you know what I don't want to talk about it but this is what I'm feeling right now you know I don't feel great I don't, I'm not going to go into detail but I don't feel great um, and just that alone just gives them the ability to be able to you know um, to pray for me when I'm too weak or too tired to pray for myself um, but yeah yeah community is it helps me so much like I've been edified through different people and um, you know those people have just been blessing me during this time and I'm honestly I'm just I'm very very grateful I'm very grateful for the people I have around me God bless you guys um yeah so just um for anyone listening you know just a final encouragement to get plugged in into a community despite the lockdown you know um use this as a time if you can to just just maximize the time essentially and one but one great way to do that is to just um like even helen was saying calling up people to check up on them um you know as simple as it sounds it can spark a very interesting conversation and then before you know it you know um you're utilizing that time for a very you know great purpose whereas if you are probably isolated and by yourself you know a lot of things could be happening that might not you might not even be too pleased with so um yeah let's just use this time wisely and i just want to finally just you know reiterate something that um that same luke 24 says which was that um they urged him strongly to come inside and um, and you know we we all know what happens after because it was after they urged him to come inside and you know they sat down they ate together and he broke the bread that they were able to now see him for who he actually was um and who he actually is and i just want to encourage each and every single one of us to use this time to um you know invite jesus into our spaces whether that be our personal space whether that be into our church settings whether that be whatever it may be any dilemma any situation just pause for a moment and allow him into that space it can be as simple as just saying lord i invite you into this situation very simple prayer and you'll be surprised at the results so god bless you guys and um I don't know if um, any one of us has any kind of words to say, but 